City Talk UK with Michelle Livesey. There's been a powerful show of unity today from those directly affected by terrorism. Terror grows in a well of hatred and extremism. For the worst possible reasons, we've been given this opportunity. I didn't feel that the response from government was uh, good enough. Brendan's, the husband of murdered MP Joe Cox, Dan lost his brother Martin in the Manchester Arena bombing and Travis Frame was injured in the Westminster Bridge attack. They've all joined forces along with other victims and relatives to form a group known as Survivors Against Terror. The aim's not only to get the government to offer more support but to tackle hate speech, racism and extremism. Our reporter Amy Skaysbrick has been at the launch of the group and their very first event. A group of sixth form students have been listening to experiences of those affected by terror attacks. Leading the talk is Dan Hett, who lost his brother Martin in the Manchester Arena bombing. He's reaching out to young people in the hope it will end extremism. Quite often these groups of students have it's the first time they've had the opportunity to ask real honest questions and, and listen to real stories and real perspectives. And one of the things I try and do is ask students more questions than they ask me. And they are full of questions, which has been a really lovely surprise. Dan's teamed up with Edge Hill Uni student Travis Frayne, who was injured in the Westminster Bridge attack last year. He's calling for more support for survivors. I didn't feel the response from government, or at least central government, was good enough. Now, obviously, that's quite a broad statement to make. I have to be careful when I say that, but those were my experiences. But, you know, we, we have over a dozen people involved at the moment with eight core members, and we've all had completely different experiences. That is the the key point here. The Survivors Against Terror groups say everyone, especially the next generation, need to come together to beat terrorism. 14-year-olds Diane and Jordan were some of the students inspired by today's talk. I thought it was a great opportunity because students like me and my friends, we can discuss things and really say how we can change as a society, as a community, for a better future for everyone. We can encourage young people to do right things We were just able to ask questions and hopefully we can make a difference on the future, take it away, so we can make the change in our community. The campaign group hope to go out to schools regularly to share their experiences. A man's appeared in court today, charged in connection with a crash that killed three teenage boys in West London. It happened close to a petrol station near Junction 4 of the M4. Our London reporter Georgie Padromo has been at Uxbridge Magistrates Court for us. 17-year-old Harry Louis Rice and 16-year-olds Josh McGuinness and George Toby Wilkinson were with a group of friends on their way to five-a-side football on Friday evening when they were hit with an Audi. But despite the paramedics' best efforts, all three were pronounced dead at the scene. 28-year-old Jane S. Tudor Sama from Hayes in West London is accused of three counts of causing death by dangerous driving. He'll appear at the Old Bailey here in London on the 26th of February. Rotherham's children's services have been back in the spotlight today, but for all the right reasons. It's more than three years since the grooming scandal was exposed. At the time, Ofsted rated the council department inadequate in every way, but now inspectors have been back and say it's transformed the way it protects vulnerable children from sexual exploitation. Uh, Social workers have got more time to spend with children and their families, and we take 
take a huge amount of time to get feedback and that feedback is telling us that we're doing our job better than we were before. Ailsa Barr's a social worker. The reports also noted a significant improvement with high-risk children being identified and protected quicker. Leader of Rotherham Council Chris Reid told us that's down to a number of changes. We've made additional investment that's brought more social workers in. That's meant that we've been able to reduce caseloads. Essentially that means that social workers are able to spend more time with children. We've changed the way that they work, what we call the operating model. So they look at families in a different way and try to support them and build on the strengths that they've got. City Talk UK. A former loyalist paramilitary chief turned police informer has been jailed for six and a half years for over 200 terror offences. Gary Haggerty used to lead the loyalist Ulster Volunteer Force. Our Northern Ireland reporter Naomi Holland has more. The 46-year-old pleaded guilty to five murders as part of a controversial state deal which offered a significantly reduced prison term in return for giving evidence against other terrorist suspects. The so-called Supergrass has had his sentence reduced from 35 years for testimony against former associates. One individual's to be prosecuted over a murder using his evidence. Today, Judge Mr Justice Adrian Colton said the case was of exceptional gravity. He added Haggerty's was not a road to Damascus conversion, rather one motivated by self-interest, but said he'd given substantial assistance to prosecutors. Now, whether it's an automated message or a self-service checkout, there's no disputing that robots are a sign of what's to come. But one report out today's warning, the North will be left behind if it doesn't adapt now. The think tank Centre for Cities predicts one in five jobs will be displaced by 2030, mainly affecting retail, customer service and warehouse jobs. Our reporter Tom Dambach has been looking into it. Yes, Tom here reporting for City Talk UK with a report on robots. Just hang on a second. Robots might be coming, but not just yet. So I'll take it from here whilst I still can. Thank you very much. It may all feel and sound like some kind of Hollywood blockbuster, but work is happening right now to see how robots can help us in day-to-day life. We're already seeing it in supermarkets with self-checkout tills, but experts at the University of Leeds are currently trying to find out how we can help our workforce who look after our roads. We're working on robots that will live in pipes, that will fly around our cities and will make these repairs before they get too bad. Phil Pernell says technological advancements are moving quickly and that it's not just our low-skilled jobs that are at risk. Increasingly, people who are investigating these things at different levels are saying many jobs which are in essence formulaic will be replaced. Many people are saying lawyers could be replaced by robots. I think they'll actually be effect right across the skill level within jobs. There are calls now for a greater push to make sure schools and colleges include more technical education so that we're ready for the robot revolution. City Talk UK with Michelle Livesey. A campaign's been launched today highlighting just how valuable local music venues are when it comes to launching the stars of the future. There was a huge protest a few weeks ago outside Parliament that was being backed by the likes of Sir Paul McCartney and numerous MPs about the closure of a number of venues across the country due to things like noise complaints and other developments in the area. Now musicians and agents are getting together to showcase the need to keep them open. Our reporter Abby Smitten's been at The Ferrets, which is a music venue in Preston. It's hosted a number of artists who've gone on to global success, including one well-known guy and his guitar. The club isn't the best place to find a lover, so the bar is where I go. 
Ed Sheeran's voice and his songs are pretty unmistakable now. He's one of the biggest stars on the planet. But just a couple of years ago, he was sofa surfing and touring small venues across the north, like the Ferrets in Preston. Manager Tim says they're the kind of place stars are born. The equivalent of grassroots football, something like any band that you've heard on the radio or on TV or played at big arenas, they've started some. More and more independent music venues are closing down. Henry is from the music promoter Skiddle. He's called it a worrying trend. While there are still plenty of venues that are delivering these shows up and down the country, there's always this sort of undercurrent going on, which which is that venues are sadly shutting down. And when these places go, the, the cultural identity of that town or city goes with it. Well, here at the Ferrets, we're just a few hours away from a gig from local band Building Giants. They only started playing last year, but told me it's thanks to the independent music scene that they're fully booked up for the year. And where would we be if we didn't have venues like the Ferret? Exactly. We wouldn't. We'd just be resorting to online studio recordings, and yeah. you're all about the that's live only, music, that's aren't only you? Half you know? of it. You know, you need to know that you can play you can play live. The independent music scene has been thrown a lifeline. The government has backed plans to protect some live music venues from closure. A bit of a relief then for the future Ed Sheerans of the world. I'm in love with the shape of you. And some lounger wars could soon be a thing of the past. Thomas Cook's had so many complaints about people leaving towels on beds that they're now offering customers the chance to reserve them at a cost, of course, before they've even boarded the plane. That's your latest. You bang up to date. City Talk UK.